There was so much tension and so much emotion leading up to this fight. The weigh-ins, she was saying all kinds of crazy stuff to you, and you were reciting the Lord's Prayer. What was going through your mind when all this was happening? There's so much like crap going on in the media, news and stuff, and um, I just want to try and use my gift of martial arts to try and make this world a better place and change the world. This belt, this belt don't mean nothing, man. Just be a good person. That's it. You know, this, this is extra. This is awesome, but let's just give each other hugs and be nice, man. I mean, I know we fight, but this is entertainment. You know, afterwards, it's nothing. That was former UFC women's strawweight champion Rose Namajunas in her post-fight speech after capturing the title at UFC 217. And I think it was a very special message that doesn't get talked about enough in the world of combat sports. There's unfortunately a lot of meathead fans involved in MMA who just want to watch two humans beat each other into unconsciousness, and it's safe to say if you're one of them, this episode is not for you. Today we're talking all about keeping a positive mind and a positive attitude in the face of adversity. Perhaps a fitting topic given the worldwide pandemic we are currently experiencing. Instead of buying into the panic and fear-mongering, why don't we instead seek to understand and appreciate each other more so we can ultimately make the world a better place? My name is Jesse Day and this is the Fight IQ Podcast, the podcast that delves into the psychology of world-class combat sports athletes to extract gems of wisdom we can all apply to our own lives. Fight IQ drops every Wednesday at 7pm Pacific Time at FightIQPodcast.com and wherever podcasts are found online. Are you someone who sees the glass half empty or are you always trying to find the good in any situation, no matter how grim it may seem? The fighters we're examining today are all known for their positive mindsets and their desire to change not only their own lives, but the lives of others for the better. As the world descends into chaos all around us, there is certainly a light of hope in the darkness of despair. Today it's all about keeping a positive mind on Fight IQ. Uh, 13 days before I fought James Vick, I was going to practice. There was a wreck. Uh, there was a car in front of me stopped. Thank God I moved to the side because I wasn't going to stop. And the truck, big truck behind me hit him. The driver of the big truck crushed his chest, and he, he was dead on impact. And I pulled him out, gave him CPR, and then I had to do a bunch of interviews, and then I had to go fight James Vick. So, yeah, that was uh, super mm, tragic. But, it's, uh, you know, I've... It's kind of like uh, my, my best friend killed himself when I was a junior in high school. I was the last one to see him. So, I mean, there's things like that where it can really prepare you for obstacles in life. And you can't, you can't let things tear you down because, you know, and then it, it just becomes like a, a mudslide. You know, you can't stop the, the negativity. So I just really like to surround myself with positive people, positive thoughts. I listen to reggae because they never boast. They never talk shit about somebody. They never talk about money. All they do is talk about positive attitude and having a relationship with God. And, um, you know, that's a very simple life. Top UFC lightweight contender Justin Gaethje discusses a harrowing situation where he tried to save a man's life after an automobile accident, only to realize he had already passed away. And all of this while preparing for a fight that was less than a couple of weeks away. 
I think many of us would find it hard to imagine going through that sort of ordeal, to pull a man from his vehicle and attempt to perform CPR before realizing he was already gone. Tragic is an understatement, I think, but we need people who are willing to step up and make the effort to help others regardless of the circumstances. It would have been easy for Justin to just stay in his vehicle, to drive past and tell himself he needs to focus on getting ready for his fight, so he doesn't have the time or energy to deal with this situation. Instead, he sprang into action and did his best to save the life of someone he had never met. We need more of this sort of kindness in the world. It's the sort of attitude that doesn't see ourselves as the center of the universe, but rather as one part of a vast network of life known as the human species. When we experience something tragic, heartbreaking, or extremely negative, there are two ways we can choose to react after the initial shock wears off. We can withdraw further into ourselves and allow that negativity to become a part of who we are. Just another reminder that life is cruel and meaningless, and so why even make great efforts to do anything good at all? The other option is to choose to let it strengthen us, to teach us a valuable lesson about the meaning of life and allow the experience to drive us to accomplish more and to reach out and help others at a greater frequency. We all get to choose how we process any experience that happens to us, positive or negative. As Justin mentioned, to get caught up in negativity can create a mudslide effect, where feelings of helplessness just continue to pile on until we become a shell of who we are really capable of being. I don't believe anyone would choose to allow this to happen consciously, but many people do choose to try and bury those experiences and feelings that they see as negative, and we all know that they don't remain buried forever. They fester within us and start to dictate our behaviors, whether we realize it or not, and so it is vitally important that we make a conscious effort to process those feelings in the right way. Share the experience with others. Make a point of feeling grateful for the things in your life. Form a relationship with a higher power or make an effort to commit yourself to doing good unto both yourself and others with the time you have on this planet. Despite how slim the chances of success may be, we have to strive to do good and to help those around us if it is in our power to do so. I would argue this is in the very nature of our species and is required of us if we hope to change the world for the better. Some may ask, what's the point? I'd rather just worry about myself and live my life. But here's the thing. Deep down inside, our species is connected, whether you realize it or not. Helping others is ultimately helping yourself in the great fabric of the universe. Studies prove that when we do good unto others and lend a helping hand, our own mood and sense of self-worth is enhanced. We gain confidence that we can make a difference, and so are encouraged to do more for ourselves as well. It truly is a win-win. Justin also mentioned surrounding himself with positive people and positive vibes, and I think this is so important. We need to take a good look at our social circle, and sometimes we need to make the difficult decision of cutting out toxic people who seem to enjoy dwelling on negativity and find delight in the downfall of others. Before outright abandoning friendships, I would first advise trying to set an example with people like that by refusing to engage in negative conversations and setting a stance of positivity in the relationship. It may be worth bringing the topic up and letting them know, gently, that you feel they are being overly negative and you don't want to engage in that sort of activity anymore. A lot of people with an overly negative stance may not even be aware of it and could naturally be drawn to the aspects of self-improvement that keeping things positive will bring to them. 
I love Justin's mention of reggae music as a form of therapy that helps keep his mindset in a good place. And this leads to a very important point, which is we need to control the kinds of media and entertainment we are consuming. The music, shows, books, movies, and videos we consume have a direct impact on our subconscious mind. And if you find yourself gravitating towards content that tends to criticize and look down on others, it may be a wake-up call that you need to change what you're watching and listening to. On the other hand, content that empowers, inspires, and educates will undoubtedly lift your spirits and give you a more positive outlook on life. How much was writing on this fight as far as your future? Um, I would say a lot. I mean, after a, a third loss, it wouldn't be pretty good, especially in the UFC's eyes. You know, I've seen guys get booted out with less than that. So all this stuff is going through your head. But for me, that's just like, man, that's, that should be in my head. I, I, you know, that negative stuff should be there. So every time I would, that would pop in my head, I would fill it with something positive. You know, I'm going to go out there and win this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end this fight with my hand raised. Um, so that's what I try to do going into this fight. Actually walking out, there's so much stuff that pops in your head. You're going to die. You know, if, when you walk out, this is literally what you're thinking. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm wishing like an asteroid comes down and blows the place up so I don't have to fight. You know, all this stuff is going through your head. It's like, it's crazy. And it, I've got close to almost 80 fights. And every time I step out there, it's the same. But <clears throat> I think when that goes away, maybe I need to hang it up. You know what I'm saying? So you, those nerves definitely help you when you're out there. But I try and fill those negative thoughts with something positive for sure. That was Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, one of the elite UFC welterweight competitors and consensus nicest guy in the sport, talking about the emotions that he goes through when walking towards the cage before a fight begins. This interview was done after his last victory at UFC 244, where he snapped a two-fight losing streak, and there was a lot on the line, potentially his career as a UFC fighter. With the stakes that high, he knew he had to perform, and that just adds more pressure to an already stressful situation. So naturally, negative thoughts popped into his mind, and his solution was to counter them with purposeful thoughts of a positive outcome. In any endeavor or any situation, a negative outcome is always a reality that may come to pass. We can do our best, put in our maximum effort, and there is still the chance that we will come up short or that circumstances outside of our control will derail us and put us in a worse situation than we started off in. I know I'm using all the subtlety of a jackhammer here, but of course COVID-19 is a perfect correlation. We didn't ask for it, we didn't expect it, and we sure as hell don't want it here, but the reality is what it is. All we can do is try to minimize the spread, flatten the curve, and wait it out. However, that is not a reason to fall into negativity and waste time agonizing over a very uncertain future, but rather, we should view it as an opportunity for personal growth, and that brings me to Stephen's strategy of counteracting his negative thoughts with positive ones. And I know it seems obvious and it seems cliché, just summon up positive thoughts and all your troubles will melt away. We all know that it isn't exactly how things work. The reality we are faced with is not just going to disappear overnight, but our attitude towards it can absolutely change for the better. And in this way, we can increase our chances of success despite our current circumstances. But what to do if we are overwhelmed with negative emotions and we can't bring ourselves to see any sliver of hope? I say start small. Make a list of the things that you are grateful for and that are good in your life, even if it's as simple as having your health intact and having a roof over your head. Then, 
Focus in on the things you can start to improve that you have control over. Exercising to improve your health. Making better purchasing choices to improve your finances. And reaching out to friends and family to improve your relationships are all a great start. In the fight world, everyone feels fear. Even the greatest and most seasoned fighters alive. And in the same sense, in this pandemic, everyone has a sense of fear and uncertainty as well. You are not alone no matter how much self-isolation may make you feel that way. Find the positive in the situation, and if you genuinely can't, create the positive inside your mind. I personally have used this time to delve into meditation, something I've discussed before on the podcast but have never been fully committed to until now. Letting the mind rest and stopping the chaotic chatter of unguided thoughts has massive benefits to both our mental and physical health and this is now backed by a ton of legit science. Positive affirmations are also a tool we can use and one that Wonder Boy employs when he feels that doubt creeping in before a match. Find some words and phrases that empower you and intercept your negative thought patterns with these affirmations. This requires us to be in tune with our thoughts and this is another point that is very important, which is to actively monitor our thought process throughout the day so we can steer it in the right direction. It isn't enough to just meditate and repeat affirmations for a few minutes a day if the rest of the time your mind is unbound and chattering on with negative self-talk and doom and gloom. We need to start to be aware of what we're thinking and gently push our thoughts towards something positive when darkness starts to creep in. Keep a close eye on those thoughts because as we know, the mind is a wonderful servant but a cruel and ruthless master. My pain started when my sister got kidnapped in 2004 and she's still being missing. Whatever your pain is, if you run away from your pain, that pain will follow you forever. And so my pain was struggle, face the struggle and share your struggle. When I share my struggle on that day, they invite me to do a, a talk, sit in the chair and I share everything I could. Don't let your struggle stop you, but share them. Don't be, don't be ashamed of your struggle. And I share my pain, and I continue to share my pain. We are one family with two missions, to love and to forgive. And everything starts on you. If you don't love yourself, you cannot love your neighbor. If you don't forgive yourself, you cannot forgive others. If you don't forgive yourself for what mistakes you made, for whatever happened in your life, you will never be able to forgive others. You cannot escape your pain. That extremely touching clip from former UFC champion and mixed martial arts legend Vitor Belfort sends an extremely positive message that we can all learn from and forms the very essence of our topic today. We are one family with two missions, to love and to forgive. What a powerful sentiment. Imagine if we could all look at life through that lens. How much would the world change and how much would we be inspired to help each other through hardship and pain? The story of Vitor's tragic loss of his sister some 15 years ago in Brazil is well documented and he makes an effort every year to write a letter to her and post it online to share with anyone who would like to read it. Although part of her disappearance is still a mystery, the family has come to learn from multiple sources that she was killed and the chances are it was in very brutal fashion that she met her end. Vitor has gone on to say that sharing our pain is like giving others medicine to heal themselves, 
And so it is a gift that can help people come to terms with their own pain in life. A moving sentiment indeed. For Vitor, he has forgiven those who most likely murdered his sister, but he makes a very powerful point that in order to forgive others, you must first forgive yourself. As human beings, we are all hardwired to be self-critical, and we often hide the pain of failing to live up to our own expectations from both others and even from ourselves. There is some pain that is buried deep inside of us and that we refuse to acknowledge, and so without being aware of it, this pain lingers and affects the decisions we make and the ways in which we view the world around us. To dig this pain out by the root, we need to forgive ourselves completely for things we may have done in the past or for the way we are currently living. By doing so, we can allow ourselves to make real and lasting change and move forward with a new level of conviction that can change the world around us. There is an unlimited potential inside of each and every one of us, and the key to unlocking it begins with self-forgiveness. Vidor talks about the importance of sharing your pain and your struggles. This doesn't mean you have to shout it out from the rooftops or confess it to anyone who will listen, but I do think it is important to have at least one confidant who is sympathetic to your cause and who wants to see you succeed. And of course it goes both ways. We need to be there to listen when others want to share their hardships with us. We are all struggling and we are all suffering. Such is the nature of being alive. And now more than ever, we need to be able to express what we're going through without shame or guilt for doing so. There is a great power in admitting our faults and weaknesses, and by acknowledging them, they begin to fade away, replaced by new, empowering thoughts that lead us closer to some greater destination. Forgiving ourselves and sharing our struggles are both much easier, I think, than forgiving those who have caused us harm, but I think that is the most powerful lesson and the one that can have the most potential impact on us. The way I look at it, almost no one is going out into the world with the intention of being evil or of harming others just for the fun of it. Rather, the lens they view the world through may be distorted, and they are doing the best they can with the information they have. Even if there are people who have caused you massive harm strictly for their own gains, by forgiving them, it doesn't mean you condone their actions, but rather you are breaking the chains that bind them to you. Think about it. By harboring that hatred and bitterness, you are only causing further harm to yourself. Your negative thoughts about those people don't harm them in the slightest, but they do eat away at both your mind and body. And the stress they create can not only block your forward progress, but can even form the basis for sickness and disease that will compromise your life. With that thought in mind, I'd like to leave you all with a quote from the great Martin Luther King Jr. We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. When we discover this, we are less prone to hate our enemies. Thank you all for joining me on this episode of the Fight IQ podcast. My name is Jesse Day. This podcast drops every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time at fightiqpodcast.com and wherever podcasts are found online. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you could imagine, we are there. You can contact me anytime by email at info at fightiqpodcast.com or drop me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is at Day. That's at J-E-S-S-E-B-D-A-Y. I also post a ton of interesting and engaging combat sports content on there. 
And if you really do love this program, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash fightiqpodcast, where your contribution can have a direct effect on the topics I choose for the program. And until next time, I'll see you guys on Fight IQ. 